Coming up this week on Breaking Badness, today we discuss industrial control systems of a down, a discussion on the recent attack of the Municipal Water Authority of Aliquippa and its international implications. Next up, DNS cash poisoning the well. The latest research from Timo Longin on the Kaminsky method to compromise the DNS name resolution of a whole country. And of course, our fun game, Gold Guidance and Grievances. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 174, recorded on December 4th, 2023. I'm your co-host, Callie, cash me if you can, Fensel. And with me is co-host Taylor, UDP Freely, Wilkes Pierce, and last but not least, Tim, I'll equip a whole army of cybercrime fighters and I'll have fun doing it. Help me. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Well, we kept the streak alive, didn't I'm we? S- I'm easily entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hand it to you for the episode title, too, because uh, uh, System of a Down is pretty rock and band in my personal opinion i def- i definitely had to like make sure i'm just like that's not like where does their name come from can i use it the way i want it to and i think like the answer i i came up with ultimately was yes i think they'll be big fans <laughs> of the podcast at this point going Good. forward yeah i think so too yeah you know maybe we can get them on like the christmas card list with tom hanks t yeah. hanks Ooh, how was everybody's t hanks giving it was great it was was great he had to send his regrets to our you know he he didn't make it to our gathering but oh no for the for the 12th consecutive year (laughs) (laughs) since we've been inviting him he could not make it again one one day he won't have an excuse (laughs) that's right and that'll be the day oh but i I love taylor's uh fun name i'm surprised (laughs) i didn't lose it more reading his name you because held it together pretty well, but we could tell. I am, yeah, because we could I tell am it 12. was getting to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff like that. It just, it just gets to me. And uh, mm. I can't believe we are in December now. That's pretty. pretty so is crazy. everybody else, apparently. Well, some of them aren't. I, I don't know. Actually, you know, we don't know. We, we we don't know the listeners to this particular episode. They could be in January or February. I mean, they may be way ahead of us. If they're ahead of us, us, it's like, well, welcome. Yeah. yeah. What's the future, the future like? Yeah. Lotto numbers would be greatly appreciated. Just send them back to us. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's crazy. I will. I have like one. I, this is my grievance. Is I'm still. I feel like there was not enough for the um, episode I had last December, which was Feast of the Seven Fishes spelled, you know, the way that it should be spelled for fishing. And it's just like it didn't get the attention that I wanted it to. Well, then we'll just do it again. We're going to do this. Till it sinks in. We're in the air. People, we're going to repeat this lesson as long as we need to until you get it. It was... it we was got one a of year's those, worth. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was just like, I felt like I totally nailed it. I was just like, I'm on theme with the holiday. I, I like, I got the pun, and you know, Callie, this is the this is the hardship of being ahead of the curve. It's just, it's going to happen sometimes. Some, sometimes, yeah, you know, like 
I just recently found out Herbin Melville was not popular until 100 years after his death. So, you know, we have that in common. It won't take that long for people to okay. come and to give okay. that um, title appreciation it deserves. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, internet makes things move a lot quicker these days. You know? Perfect. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> well, maybe uh, should we talk about some, some InfoSec? Some cybersecurity? I hear there is some. There is some. I can't promise we won't go off on a tangent, though. <laughs> no tangents. No tangents here. So, yeah, so first first thing we're going to talk about is industrial control systems of a down, which, uh, you know, we're talking about a recent cyber attack on the Municipal Water Authority of Aliquippa uh, and the international implications. And first and foremost, high-fiving myself for being able to say Aliquippa. Um, and I have to make a note for myself. I'm just just doing it. Well, that's why I made my name this week the way I did it. It was it very helpful of, for me, Tim. Thank it, you. Yes, it helps you with the True. pronunciation there. Well, I was just like, I'm going to read this as like aqua, aqua quipa, um, but I haven't mm. done it yet. So aqua liqua. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aquafina. Aqualipa. <laughs> Aliqu- Aliqu- Everybody who lives there probably has heard all of these a lot of times. And there are probably blooper reels uh, of local newscasts around the country where what if we're just totally saying it wrong oh that would be last laughs on us that would yeah that would be the best and i just say that because again i'm from ohio and in ohio we have a city called it's spelled like versailles but it's pronounced versailles to the locals um well you've also got a uh uh something that many people would probably call lima we do yep but, yep, uh, it's Lima, Ohio, it's Lima. and then yeah. uh, oh god, there's 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 more, uh, and we could we could get into all that. Maryland yeah. has a bunch of good ones. Haver to Grace. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So I wonder. I'm gonna have to take a look at our our metrics to see like what the percentage of people from Aliquippa is after this episode. I hope we get. I like, hear we're huge in Aliquippa. I know uh, we're huge there in Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Tim, I have to be honest, I did need to look up where Aliquippa is, and um, it is about 18 miles away from Pittsburgh. Um, but so why why would the water authority in this town be a target for a cyber attack? Well, first of all, I'm going to say that uh, don't feel bad about that, because when my family moved to Seattle in the late 70s, people on the East Coast said, you know, isn't that somewhere in Oregon? <laughs> so a double whammy. I used Wrong to say Oregon. And, and yeah, Oregon. Yeah, it's cute. It's fine. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So why would the water authority in Aliquippa be the target for a cyber attack? Well, we have to speculate on this a little bit. So the actor group that's claiming responsibility for this event hasn't said anything about why they chose this particular water authority versus all the other water or other industrial uh, automation targets, utilities, manufacturing, energy, etc. So the only clue that they gave had less to do with the location uh, or the fact that it was a water utility specifically, and more to do with the fact that the PLC or programmable logic controller uh, in question here was made in Israel, but, and we'll get to this later, Aliquippa wasn't actually the only target. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> yeah, I, yeah, I just wonder about stuff like that because, you know, I'm, you know, I think about, you know, where I'm located, I'm like, we're not a target for anything. Who would attack <laughs> little old me? 
And I'm just like, no, but we don't have things that you want here in terms of, you know, like the, yeah, juicy There aren't that many places that would really be safe by saying that. I think. uh, I know. You know, Hump Tulips, Washington, probably not major on the target list. Yeah. Is Al Al Equip anywhere near Punxsutawney? Oh, that's a, I don't. I, I. What a great question. I'm just I wondering if they're trying to get at the groundhog, you know? Punxsutawney oh, no. is you better in not. eastern, right? western PA. If you were going to impact, the, you know, the weather. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like Punxsutawney is central. Control. You go after the mm. groundhog. Everyone knows that. <laughs> this could be practice. could be a practice run <laughs> for that. We'll keep an eye on that. Okay. So, uh, so like you had mentioned, Tim, uh, about, you know, the programmable logic controller, you know, being manufactured in Israel um, by a com- by a company called uh, Unitronics. Um, is, so is a lot of the technology for industrial control systems, you know, made from that particular company? In the grand scheme of things, no. So if you look at the pantheon of the major manufacturers of automation uh, equipment, you see names like Schneider Electric, uh, Honeywell, Siemens, ABB, Yokogawa, not one of which that I just mentioned is in Israel. And I could go on with uh, other major companies in that space that also aren't uh, Israeli. So no, it's not a major center of this kind of manufacturing. Of course, we know that there is a lot of tech, there's a lot of cybersecurity tech, um, that is in Israel, but but it's not a major player from the like process automation perspective. So, if I had to guess as to you know how they found this and why it was targeted, I would say they probably did some scanning. You know, look at using a Shodan or something like that, using uh, looking specifically for Unitronics PLCs or the HMIs, which is the human machine interfaces uh, computers they use to control these things. And then out of whatever was returned, they decided what target they happened to like best and uh, and went after it, in this case, Aliquippa. Gotcha. Okay. And the attackers, um, a group known as the Cyber Avengers, were the E, the first E at least, uh, is the number three. Um, oh, that's clever. Yeah. Uh, and, well, yep. I know, why not? Why isn't the second E also a three? What is why isn't the S a five? I know. Laziness. Hmm. These are great questions, but you know they're they are an Iranian hacking group. Um, but have we seen other attacks from them, or is this you know are they relatively new? So, I will admit I was not particularly aware of this group uh, before a few days ago, which if you parse that carefully, what I actually mean is I'd never heard of them. Uh, (laughs) And so in prepping for the episode, uh, I was looking around and I didn't find much about their historical exploits. But of course, pulling back, the Iranian government Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, or IRGC, as it's uh, abbreviated a lot, uh, they've been one of the major players from a state-sponsored hacking perspective for Oh, going back a bunch of years. So um, as CISA put it in their advisory, you know, this is a persona. They call it that. I like that way of putting it. And this is just one of the personas of the uh, Revolutionary Guard hacking outfits there. So I think it's likely that whoever the individuals are that are claiming to be cyber vendors, they've probably been part of that larger group in Iran for who knows how long, just depending on how long they have been 
in business, uh, those individuals. But yeah, I think this is certainly seems to be what has put them on the map in this persona of cyber of avthringers. <laughs> I'm just going to call them that to annoy them. <laughs> I like that. We, gonna... we should have played this totally deadpan. We should have just pronounced it that way the whole from the get go. God, as oh. if that was just how it's pronounced. Oh, to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's rewind <laughs> oh man it, like speaking of groundhog's day we could do this again <laughs> until right. we get it right <laughs> uh, so this this article stated that the cyber f3 injures um tar, you know they're targeting critical infrastructure and in, in poor communities, you know, those with fewer resources to the, to defend. And I was just wondering, you know, when they talk about resources, do they mean, you know, um, to keep necessities like water um, for the citizens of, of that town or to or pour in defense against something that could become a potential kinetic attack? Yeah, I uh, I think that's a good question. Um, and uh, I think it doesn't matter in in fact i when i was thinking about this question i was actually thinking about it a different way but now that you stated out loud I, I when you say those with fewer resources defend meaning they're just you know in a little town like aliquippa there aren't going to be as many plcs online as there are in pittsburgh or cleveland or uh any major city so um thanks for calling us a major city what's that thanks for calling us a major city <laughs> Well, Cleveland rocks, as everybody Come knows. Come on. It does. It does. Yeah, I, I think that's beyond any dispute. Uh, it's right up there with London and Paris. Much appreciated. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, I think the question, though, of, first of all, the, the impact would be maybe more, maybe bigger proportionally to that community um, if indeed there had been a... Uh, a, a worse outcome here, but it is also entirely possible that they recognize that, you know, these smaller, uh, cities, municipalities, water authorities, et cetera, may not have, uh, the, uh, level of defenses that some of the bigger ones do. And so they could be softer targets, so to speak. Um, but there are, there are other questions out there too, about like, you know, do they, do they, and it's as grim as it is to think about it, like, do they practice on the smaller ones, you know, to get uh, better at this stuff than uh, for when they're going to go after larger targets? We don't know. But um, but we do know from the perspective of um, what's available to, like, these smaller utilities and whatnot, there are a lot of resources out there um, to help them. You know, CISA's coming right in here. There's a water ISAC, which folks may not have realized. So um, there's a whole suite of smaller ISACs beyond the big like FS ISAC that we always hear about. And uh, even my my old friends over at Dragos, uh, who has a cool program that they call Neighborhood Keeper, and that is specifically designed to help these smaller owners and operators that might not, um, but especially operators, uh, that might not have the level of resourcing that ideally they would have in today's environment, knowing that all this this stuff is pretty actively going on, uh, targeting of these ICS or SCADA, if you like that older term, uh, systems. So, uh, uh, Tim, can you confirm that the Water ISAC gets a lot of their funding from Adam Sandler? 
<laughs> I see what you did. Uh, I just I heard a rumor. <laughs> Sorry, I com- it, that is going completely over my head, and I what? I don't know. How. You've never He's seen the, the classic wa- movie, The Water Boy? What? No, I haven't. Oh. Ever. Oh boy, Tim. Ever? All right, well, oh, we got to put that one. Yeah. That okay. One on Another one to put on my list. Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> so yes, uh, actually, now I can say I'm I'm quite sure they do yeah. get a lot of their funding from Mr. Sandler. Yeah. Another big fan of Breaking Badness, I might add. I uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Excellent. So you know, I I don't know. I think. Um, and by the way. Uh, if you read this as a report on this, you will see that they have, in fact, and I hinted at this earlier, but Aliquippa is not the only target that uh, these guys went after just recently. So, um, you know, there are uh, there are victims in multiple states. And um, uh, so and luckily, uh, they were able to take action, too, and, and customers weren't impacted. Do you like when we talk about that, this is happening to, you know, other municipalities as well. Are, are they as fortunate or is it is it kind of a mixed bag? CISA isn't saying, but I think if any of these had been successfully really disruptive, if they had achieved uh, effects on their uh, objectives, you know, I think we would have heard about that. So yeah. I don't think they've had major effects on any of those other uh, authorities, you know, and that's not the kind of thing that you can really keep very quiet if it happens. So I think we're probably safe in assuming it hasn't, they haven't had a major, um, a major disruption. And we should say that, that for a little background on this story. So what happened here after they took over this PLC, which operates just one particular part of this water authority in Aliquippa, and it had to do with maintaining pressure in a couple of specific communities, subsets of what's already a smaller, uh, town, um, they shifted it over to manual control real quick, and so they were able to prevent anything actually bad from happening um, as far as any sort of kinetic outcome of this. And, you know, this is this is true in a lot of these systems that they can switch them over to manual control. That's not always easy to do, by the way, which is part of what makes some of this stuff kind of scary. But in this case, they were able to do that. So... Um, but there are lessons to be learned in this, and I realize I'm digressing. I promise I'll come back to your uh, your specific question. But in a way, what I'm about to say, I think, helps inform that, which is um, the way that they uh, appear to have gotten control of this PLC has to do with default passwords. Um, it's not hard to go and find out what default passwords are for thousands of different kinds of devices, including industrial control systems devices. And if these devices are to be remotely controlled, then they are in one form or another exposed to the internet. And in this case, uh, and in many cases, unfortunately, directly uh, exposed to the internet. This is a huge problem. Um, So, uh, you know, it's, we don't want to have default passwords on anything. And, uh, Hint, uh, I'm going to foreshadow my guidance from later in the episode today, but uh, back to that later. Anyway, are we going to see more of this? Yes, I think it's pretty certain that unless, you know, unless the civilization ending asteroid hits, 
that would stop us from seeing more of this. But barring something like that, I okay. think the sad reality well, is we probably will see more. There's some downsides to that one, though, Tim, I will say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm on Team Asteroid because yeah. of that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, it would, you got to face it, it would, it would solve a lot of different, really pretty thorny things, but yeah. I'm still in the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of anti-asteroid. Oh, same. This is an anti-asteroid podcast. I mean, there podcast. are always trade-offs in life, you know, <laughs> and death. <laughs> Staunchly anti-asteroid po- podcast. <laughs> it's good to I mean, it. you got to admire the asteroid from a physics perspective. Sure. You know, respect it, the it asteroid. A, it's a respect the asteroid, fear the asteroid, mm-hmm. but don't you know, don't root for it, I guess. It's good to let people know it's where kind of stand. the takeaway here. I did see a documentary where Bruce Willis blew an asteroid up. So Yes. What, wait, what that's film was right. that? The, that's uh, no. Deep Impact. I have not no, seen No, it's not Deep Impact. It's oh, it's Armageddon. Other, it's Armageddon. Other I, I always movie. confuse those two. <laughs> I know. Because they too. came out close to the same time. Kylie, have you Ooh. not seen Armageddon? I have not. All right. There we go. <laughs> you got me. We're putting bad movies on everybody's Christmas list. <laughs> More recently, we've got Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah. Which was also pretty good. And it, but oh. it, uh, Sorry, guys. I think wow. somebody, somebody rang my doorbell. Somebody <laughs> did. But Leo DiCaprio is here. <laughs> He's here to yell at us all. You guys just said, He's Don't Look Up. Yep. <laughs> He's like, um, we're going to watch this right now. He's on a door-to-door campaign. <laughs> It's just a package. <laughs> Bummer. I think we'll just go ahead and leave this in the podcast because this yeah. is a snippet of daily life. And and probably most people who are listening to this are going to have that happen Did, during one of their important online meetings or something. They're probably like, like what'd so. she get? It's a slice of life. And the yeah, answer well, is, I don't know. Yeah. It's we're not, the, this is not an unboxing podcast. Well, That's a no, different, uh, it is, different podcast. It's very different. And it's like, you know, we're at the point of the holiday season where I'm like, I don't remember what I ordered at what time. Just right. stuff is showing up. And I'm like, this is as much a surprise for me as it is for the person who will receive it. Plus, you know, other people sending you stuff. I mean, it all it's big. That's awesome. So anyway, yeah. So I think we're going to see more of this, uh, unfortunately, ah. to neatly and tidily answer your question. Yes. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, since uh, we'll probably be seeing more of this, I think this this leads nicely into our hoodie ratings. Um, uh, if you are a newer listener to the Breaking Badness podcast, um, after we, you know, talk about um, a current event, we like to give it a hoodie rating. If you think about a stereotypical hacker in a hoodie, uh, we will rate it between 1 and 10, 10 being... Oh my gosh, this is um, Armageddon, which Callie has not seen. Um, yeah, almost asteroid level. Right? Almost asteroid level. And one is yeah, not so bad. Um, you can probably carry on about your business. Um, but yeah, so Taylor, we'll start with you since uh, since we heard you know Tim's synopsis of this story. Yeah, you know, this is one of the, the stories where when it was kind of happening in the moment, all the online things were like going like, oh, you know, there's massive ICS attack going on, <laughs> going after the water supply. Uh, and I remember a similar, not similar, but a similar amount of buzz happened uh, in Florida when the, the water system there was thought to have been breached. And then it turned out to be a lot more pedestrian. This is less pedestrian, right? There is an actual <laughs> threat actor involved. Um but they're like 
To your point, I, by the way, I think I could swear that some of the early reporting on this said it was Pittsburgh's water supply. Right. Or that was I the saw, I that thought was the so, too. Yeah. Maybe. I, so, when clearly they're targeting Punxsutawney. You know, did you look it up and, and find out missed. how close it is? No, no, it's it's like two hours away. Oh, you got to okay. drive through Pittsburgh to get to Aliquippa from Punxsutawney. So oh. it would be, you know, but hey, you know, again, I think if you're going to go after the weather, you're going to go after the groundhog. Right. But, you know, the more that the more that comes out about these kind of things, they, like initially it's like, oh, they're going after the water things and this is crazy. And, you know, if they had just done this one thing, it would have been awful. And it, really what it comes down to is we've got folks that are like leaving this stuff on the open Internet with default creds like <laughs> like that, that, you know, um, that that is the problem, not necessarily some kind of brand new cyber attack thing that we're not equipped to deal with. Just, you know, we're not. Are we al we, we were unaliquipped. Uh, <laughs> we were aliquipped, maliquipped. We were maliquipped uh, in aliquipa. So for me, it, it's a lower, I don't know, 3.27 hoodies. Okay. And what yeah. is that 0.27? Yeah, the 0.27 is, let's see, what's about 25% of a hoodie? It's like just kind of a neck shawl and then <laughs> um, like half sleeves, but then like a really small cape. Okay. I yeah. see uh-huh. Perfect. Tim, what about you? Well, first off, uh, yeah, my answer was going to be framed in a very similar way to Taylor's. So here's how I'm going to put it. We'll probably have to do sort of an average of this. So this the Cyber Avengers, at least as of right now, and if really what they're going after is Unitronics PLCs in small environments, then that's a somewhat low hoodie event. 3.27 seems like as good a number as any to me. Um, the hoodie rating for default passwords on industrial control systems directly exposed to the internet is like 9.5. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the average of that uh, is somewhere in the six range. So I'm going to, I'm going to, just go with an integer and I'm put me down for six hoodies for this one. Excellent. Perfect. I like, I like how you arrived at that. And as always, I like Taylor's description of what, uh, the decimal of the hoodie will be. All right. Well, th thanks so much, Tim, for, for walking us through that story. We are going to take a quick break, uh, but we will be right back talking about DNS cash poisoning the well. So please stay tuned and we'll be back soon. Ho, 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 Breaking Badness listener. Now, we know that it's pretty likely that you've got a lot going on this time of year, whether it's scrambling to get those EOY MBOs done ASAP or getting out on that summer vacation if you're south of the equator or, I don't know, shopping for stuff and putting lights on whatever surfaces seem lightworthy to you. But yet, here you are listening to Breaking Badness, and we're so glad that you are. Want to give the gift of Breaking Badness to someone you love? Well, here's the great news. It won't cost you a dime. Just send them the link. Thanks so much. And now back to the show. Ho, ho. And we're back. Wow. How was everybody's break? <laughs> so good. So good. I got some of my, uh, well, most of the rest of my holiday shopping done. Excellent. So that was helpful. Perfect. What about you, Tay? Um, so, you know, I walk the dog, 
<laughs> she's like, I know that word. She's like, I know. It's like, no, you didn't. Don't lie to them. <laughs> it's dumping rain outside, so you wouldn't have enjoyed it anyways, Jojo. <laughs> oh. All right, cool. Well, we are we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about some DNS cache poisoning. Uh so so in this particular story, uh you know, Timo Longin and and Timo, if you are listening to this and I'm saying your name Gosh, correctly, I hope we get your name right. Well, first of all, thanks for listening. That's awesome. Second of all, if we didn't get your name right, I'm so sorry. Please message us and we will make it right. It's totally um, Taylor's fault. It's Taylor's fault, and I just 100%. want to say, like, as a as as, as Cali Fensel, who is always called Kaylee Fenkel, I I am in your sympathies. You know, <laughs> I uh, I always like to rib our. Uh, erstwhile host emeritus Kelsey LaBelle uh, by calling her Chelsea Label. Chelsea Label. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, but anyway, so Timo, in collaboration with the SCC Consult, Consult Vulnerability Lab, uh, they discovered an exotic DNS cache poisoning vulnerability that could have manipulated DNS name resolution for an entire country. <laughs> <laughs> did you just like how i read that yeah that was great <laughs> well i gotta set it up right entire country i really hope um tim can you put some reverb on that <laughs> but well yes of course i can yes wow. i just <laughs> manipulated dns name resolution for an entire country <laughs> before we start though maybe um for listeners that don't know um taylor what is dns cash poisoning and it's synonymous with the Kaminsky method, correct? Yes. I, you know, named after Dan Kaminsky, RIP, uh, internet researcher, uh, I think in, in the Internet Hall of Fame for helping save the internet um, at least once that we know of. <laughs> uh, it's certainly having done a lot of great stuff for us in the meantime, going after Sony for the rootkit that they installed on all of their CD-ROMs back in the early 2000s. Um, you know, I want to give give some some time to, to to think about dan here uh you know as we kind of move on and go okay hey what have we done you know post 2008 since the first uh kind of revelation of this kaminsky method came for uh, poisoning dns caches so on 08 uh they realized that you could start to kind of flood the zone of a recursive name server um, with kind of lookups. At... Nice, nice uh, pun on zone there, by right? the way. Right? Yeah. Full marks. <laughs> Uh, this is on a recursive resolver with a bunch of lookups uh, for subdomains and then tell uh, that resolver that, hey, also, by the way, uh, the root lives here. Uh, and so they were able to do that by exploiting a lack of real kind of randomness in um, how the uh, how DNS was implemented and architected back in the day. Um, so it's funny. We could probably bring a dozen people from this company on that would be able to go in super detail on this um and maybe we should do one of those but maybe we should i <clears throat> yeah. like when we have episodes where we think about 
other episodes, right? Too. Yeah. <laughs> so feel free to cut this out yeah. uh, because this, you know, this is really interesting. But you know, Dan partnered with someone that we know here, uh, Paul Vixie, uh, Dr. Vixie and Dan. <laughs> uh, they they uh, went to Microsoft and kind of uh, built an emergency fix for the whole darn internet uh, in the summer of 2008, and uh, then went on to talk about it at Black Hat. And so this kind of methodology of hey, how do we trick a recursive name server into caching the wrong answer for a, a really good question that we want to redirect um, has been thought about by a lot of folks over the years. And so they've kind of they've used this methodology to attack web apps uh, by trying to exploit um, their reliance on um, sending email uh, like sending password resets to email addresses. Um, and so they were they found that they could uh, target you know, web apps by forcing that, like, forget your email <laughs> link to go to a, a, an email server of their choosing and to, uh, you know, kind of set up spoofing at scale for, uh, you know, in, in the DNS. Um, and so they've kind of iterated on these methodologies a couple of times and have now come to what they call trap reset poison um, is a methodology for, kind of reducing the randomness of what the recursive resolver um, will use to cache a an entry into uh, into itself essentially so um, you know they they found that it really only works at uh, with these carrier grade uh, natting scenarios um, where the carrier DNS server is kind of built to handle a lot of stuff um, and so in certain, They've done a lot of research on resolvers on the internet, basically, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the randomness of the ports that get assigned for how they kind of cache these authoritative entries into their um, in, into the name server itself, and then give out those answers down below to anyone who asks it. Right. So um, over the course of that research, you know, they discovered that there were certain vulnerable resolvers where they could kind of reserve a lot of these ports that might be used for randomness to try and, you know, make it trickier to, uh, you know, like ruin the cache essentially, uh, and then force the, those large uh, resolvers, again, carrier grade uh, resolvers to, you know, go ask for, you know, take certain answers in as authoritative and then write, you know, give those out to people below them when they asked for a specific question in in dns yeah yeah for sure and um and this is building on previous research right from timo and i was just yes i think from our for our listeners can you give like a tldr on on the build up to to where where he is today in that research yeah, so they've come at this a few different ways, um, like manipulating the path between the resolver and their kind of little. They've it's called ADNS, which is an they actually it's a it's a server you can download the image for and and play around with yourself. They've put out a, a few really neat tools around this if you want to kind of assess your own. <laughs> level of security in this regard. Um, they've gone after side channel attacks uh, to try to infer the used source ports. Um, but, you know, they built a lot of randomness in uh, into this system in 08. So there, there was a lot of things kind of going against these type of attacks working, you know, namely uh, certificate authorities and browser <laughs> root stores and all, you know, there's a lot of kind of ways that might make this tricky for it to work. So we're kind of pushing the 
surface area for this to different edges. But, you know, mail servers and, you know, there's a lot of there are a lot of places where this still does work effectively, essentially, is what they're trying to say. And if you go up and scale, um, you can potentially, uh, you know, do this for it, what they would they're calling it countrywide. It's really kind of carrier um, the size of the, the size of the, maybe a whole country's worth, <laughs> I guess. Uh, <clears throat> if you think about it here in the U S we go, well, you know, <laughs> uh, like we have a lot of different carriers, but, um, you know, the, again, like it's like, Hey, if you want to make your own answers in DNS for people, for things like google.com and tell them yeah. to live somewhere else, this is a way to do that. It, it just takes a lot of effort. Right. Yeah. Taylor, you, you have a habit too of, uh, answering my questions before I ask them, <laughs> which is cool. It's like you're, it's like you've got special powers. Um, but I guess um, I'm going to jump to the last question that I had, because you, you really covered a lot of this. Um, does this research prove, does it further prove that it's always DNS? I think yes. <laughs> it is true. Like, you know, we keep, we get little reminders of this constantly. Uh, I mean, this is kind of yet another one. The DNS, we're super reliant on DNS uh, for, <laughs> for all kinds of things. And so, um, you know, there will be people that are pushing the boundaries of what, uh, what gets into different resolvers and yeah. where and when. Uh, this is just another kind of one of those. I guess the other question I had too, uh, you're familiar with the term cash is king. And when I say cash, I mean C-A-S-H. But mm -hmm. is, is the other type of cash also king? It can be, depending on what cash you're talking about, right? The, yeah. In DNS, there's your, your, there's a lot of if, oh, browser, OS, all the different recursive yeah. levels. Yeah, hardware, yeah. chip level. Yep. Yeah. All over so, so cash, C-A-C-H-E is also king. <laughs> crazy Look cash cool. shenanigans <laughs> well um so this is this is more um this is research this is not an attack that was actually carried out but um we could we could do a hoodie rating for this right or would you or we would, certainly yeah. could yeah and i think we should yeah if 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 this was carried out let's do a hoodie rating for that like so tim what what, do you, what would you think about that this type of attack well, first of all, to resolve something that uh, I think a lot of people may be wondering about, which is, namely, is uh, carrier-grade NAT uh, or carrier-grade network address port translation kind of like military-grade encryption? And uh, I, I will say, no, it's more it's more real than that. So, um, so there's that. It's it's uh, it's absolutely a thing. Now, uh, the implications of this, it's it's hard to. See. Say, um, but when oh, and there's there's also this raised another question, which is you know we always call it DNS, but sometimes we call it the DNS, Ooh. the domain name system, the Facebook. The, yeah, it's like that's right. <laughs> I like it's the DNS. Like, yeah, so that's just something to think about. But you have to revise all the T-shirts and coffee mugs to say it's always the DNS, uh, <laughs> which maybe there's a maybe there's a marketing opportunity there. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put this right down the middle. DNS is so fundamental to obviously everything we do on the internet. So anything that compromises it is scary. On the other hand, we're not seeing a lot of exploitation in the wild. There are various resolver implementations out there. Um, 
And so as far as what we've seen so far, it's not, uh, you know, it's a, um, a demonstration, but not uh, people uh, widely getting owned uh, by this. So, you know, that side of it argues for a lower number. So I'm just, I'm shooting it right down the middle at five. Nice. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Like your reasoning? Very sound. All right. What about you, Taylor? I will go a little lower, only because uh, there there have been a lot of other mitigations placed into uh, into this process from 2008 until now that make the practicality of some of this um, a little trickier to uh, for folks. So I think I'll go 4.12 hoodies. Okay. Yeah. And you know you have to say what that point two point one two is. The four point one two. So <laughs> this is just a waist shawl, just kind of like a waist. It just goes around your waist. I get that's okay. a bold move yeah. right there. No, hey, nothing above it. So I have a random question, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is the right group to ask: Were cloaks the original hoodies? Yeah. Good. 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 I think. Yeah. I think that. You kind of start with the cloak and end up with the hoodie. Yeah. So, and I just say that because somebody, I've watched a video where someone goes, we need to bring those back. And I was like, maybe hoodies are just the modern cloak. More cloaks. Yeah. We have very important talks. (laughs) I want a t-shirt with just stark all caps that says cloaks were the original hoodies. Yes. I could do that. (laughs) We could make it. I have, we have the ability. I have a cricket maker. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, thank you, Taylor, for for talking about that. Um, And uh, I'm looking forward to see if there's any other. I mean, in in, uh, Timo's paper, he did say, well, maybe we'll see uh, DNS. uh, Maybe he'll look at, you know, how we could attack the entire world using this method in the next one. But we'll we'll see. Interesting. Uh, Does he have a white cat? Uh, No, I know. Because if he's, you know, if he's petting a white cat. In that, that uh, <gasps> chair. That's how you know. Right. That's mark. how you know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, how about before we adjourn for today, we do some gold guidance and grievances, not in that order. I think we should. Yes. Yes. And if, if you are, again, if you're a newer listener, first of all, thanks for listening. Um, and we have been ending our episodes by talking about um, our gold guidance and grievances, which uh, sounds good to say it in that order, but we don't give them in that order because we cannot end on a bummer. (laughs) Um, So uh, we'll start with our grievances uh, and then work our way to the gold. And it is, it's just like it sounds. It's uh, Tim and Taylor sharing, um, you know, something that's, uh, you know, it's a gripe that they have with, uh, with something uh, this week, any, any advice or guidance that they might have and then finally anything that's that's been a a a positive and it doesn't have to be industry specific um you know just just you know anything anything that they're uh you know jiving with or not depending on if it's the gold guidance or grievance so uh we will start with you tim if that's if that's all right i am happy to kick this off this week all right i mean there are so many things that i could name for these. But uh, a couple of these that I'm going to do today are a little bit more obscure, but why not? So my grievance is with Instagram uh, for, among 
there's lots of things that various people like to say about Meta and its various properties and whatnot. But this is very specific. Um, the I don't know if you both know about the Kia Boys trend, uh, but it has led to this huge epidemic of oh, yeah. theft of Kia and oh. Hyundai cars. And it's horrible. Maybe and I didn't you know, know that. Driven by these viral videos uh, originally on TikTok. Um, but it turns out in rare, like, pro-TikTok news, uh, it doesn't seem like you hear a lot of that these days, but uh, they've actually done a pretty good job with content moderation of cleaning off a lot of that stuff. It, they haven't gotten all of it by any stretch, but they seem to have taken seriously the fact that this is a really big problem. And uh, um, and I will say, uh, the reason this came to my attention so much is that I have a, a family member who was affected by this, and it's a, it's it really stinks. So, um, and what I learned recently is that Instagram seems not to have, unless this changed very recently, they seem not to have done much to uh, halt the spread of these videos on uh, on that platform. So, uh, so that's my grievance. Um, Remember when we used to just you know dump ice buckets on ourselves, right? And that was the challenge. Yeah. And now it's Seriously. like, maybe you should commit grand theft auto. How crazy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Things ain't what they used to be. Uh, my guidance. This is how you can play your role, not in industrial control system security, because most of you probably aren't playing a role in that. But when it comes to those exposed internet devices with default passwords, please check your router and make sure that your router which ipso facto is uh, presented to the internet. Uh, make sure that thing doesn't have a default password on it because a lot of them do. So pause the podcast, log into your router's interface. All right, be right back. And if you logged into it with a default password, change that thing before you uh, resume the podcast. Thank you. That's my <laughs> guidance. Uh, my gold, this is really arcane. Nobody else is going to know anything about this. You're not going to find stories about it, but I just thought it was really fun. So I have a... Some of you may know uh, that I'm a ham radio operator and pretty avid one. And uh, there's all kinds of different aspects to that besides just picking up a microphone and talking to people. And uh, I have a buddy in this, uh, in this hobby who got a ham radio email program. We do a lot of data type stuff. He got it to run on a 80s vintage K-Pro computer, complete with uh, green CRT screen. Awesome. and. That was just kind of fun. All the vintage computing stuff is is really cool. So there are some great vintage uh, or computer history museums around the country and probably around the world. So go visit one of those. But anyway, that just kind of tickled me. So that's my very obscure uh, gold. Still counts. And we still right. love it. How about you, Tay? Let's see here. My gold no, is... No, 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 no. Start what? Grievance, oh, start. my grievance. I, you know, I don't have a my major, I don't know. The only grievance I have is stop putting default creds on stuff that's connected to the internet. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, gosh, it's just so frustrating because like you see the initial news reports. It's like, oh, they're, you know, taking out ICS at a water thing. You're like, well, that's really bad. And then you're like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine if that's your grievance. 
I think that's, that's my that's my grievance. Just the okay. the whole like kind of news cycle. Uh, there is annoying. Let's see. Gold. Uh, the Department of the Treasury sees and sanctions Sinbad.io, which is a virtual currency mixer that serves as a key money laundering money laundering tool of the Lazarus Group, which is a state sponsored cyber hacking group of the DPRK in North Korea. So that's nice. Cool. That's not. Cool. It's not Sinbad the cool. comedian. No, I don't think he's involved. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I feel pretty pretty safe in saying he's got nothing to do with this okay i hope you don't eat your words <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh no i think think we're good there uh let's see and then guidance just to get over the, the course of kind of reading into all the the stuff on the the from from timo and company at sec consult they put out last year a dns analysis server which allows you to assess dns security of various various resolvers including your own uh which is a really neat uh really neat tool and so i missed that last year and i saw it now and i thought hey that's cool so i will want to put a link to that cool yeah we can absolutely do that well thanks thanks to you both for your gold guidance and grievances not in that order because we can't we cannot end the episode on a bummer, though the grievance was not as much of a grievance as like some of the grievances where then we have like a, a silence that we don't know how to come back from. <laughs> so excellent. But yeah, more of like yeah. an airing of the grievances, right? Like the Festivus. I would love an airing of the grievance. <sighs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move right on to feats of strength. <laughs> I don't know. That would be if we. Wait, I guess, when is Festivus? Is it the twenty second? For the rest of that us, that sounds about right. I know it's in the early twenties there somewhere. I'm pretty. We'll have to look that up. But I, I do call the twenty third Christmas Adam because <laughs> it's Christmas Eve the next day. <laughs> Fun stuff. Nice. All right. Well, like this is this has been fun, you two. I think thank you so much for your insights on uh, on the current events that that we've been talking about today. And and again, thank you to our listeners. Like you were the reason we are doing this show. So thank you so much for listening. And we hope to catch you uh, next week for another all new episode of Breaking Badness. Um, so please come back. And uh, I think it's actually next week we're doing a special guest. So please come back for that. Uh, I always love those special guests. Yeah, episodes. me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. So uh, I'm, I've teased it enough. Uh, but yeah, we will we will catch you then. And until then, uh, stay frosty out there. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at domaintools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click. <laughs>